The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all, and welcome to this uh, latest edition of the TWBC uh, podcast, uh, one of the episodes that's part of the LA Night Jam special. Thank you very much indeed for your continued support, and a uh, very, very special guest that I've got in store for you, uh, uh, a skier that is, uh, that is currently the world overall women's champion, looking to defend her title a little bit later on this season. And uh, looking to make an impression here upon this event and many more on the season on the way towards uh, the latter part of, uh, of, of October for the, uh, for the World Championships. Uh, Sasha Denyushkaya. Thank you, Tony, for having me. And please, please forgive me for butchering your name <laughs> one more time. I mean, it's probably not the worst that you've heard, but it's probably not the best that you've heard either. No, it, it's pretty close. That's pretty close. Okay. Uh, Let's get to let's get to it uh, straight from straight to the point. When you saw the United States flag uh, uh, presented to you, presented next to your name at the scoreboard of the Masters, how did that make you feel? Um, that's been expected because I skied Mumba under U.S. flag already. So yeah, that's it. Probably one of the most prominent places that 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 might that might have been shown in front of a of a, a potentially large crowd of people. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, again, in order to switch for to ski for yes, it's been a year wait, so it's it wasn't like shocking and surprising, you know. It's been expected, so I didn't really feel anything. Okay. Crazy. Let's try and fill the gaps in a little bit here, because because obviously you you've come from uh, Belarus. Uh, Belarus. So I'm I'm glad you said that rather yeah. rather than me, because I mean that's been a mode of contention in 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 the last few months ever ever since uh, Russia invaded Ukraine and of, and obviously the political fallout that that came from there. So obviously your world changed. Yes, and in, in February, many too. yeah, 24. many other people as well. Yeah. yeah, so your world changed, and in February of last year, so kind of fill in the gaps a little bit. Uh, I mean, I mean, basically, Belarusian Russian athletes were pretty much on mass excluded from doing anything that represents yes. their uh, their country under that flag. So, what what me- what measures did you have to uh, had to un- uh, undertake to yeah. get to where you are right now? Well, um, yes, a lot of everybody was banned from skiing, but we are also we're not given option of skiing under white flag, even if we're not supporting the government or the regime or anything. So in order for me to keep skiing, I had to switch federations. And yeah, because I had been in US long enough, I was able to switch and now I'm competing for US. Okay, you're competing for US, but are you quote unquote a citizen yet? Uh, I'm getting close. Yeah, I'm gonna do my passport like this year. Okay. Yeah, because because uh, I mean that's a mode of contention for a lot of people that are are, are, see, are are seeing the flag next to your name being in the United States, but yet you don't have 
for for full blown citizenship. You haven't gone through all the ceremonial parts or that that kind of stuff, you know. So yeah, but I've been here since 2013, and I have my green card, and it's not like I randomly switched. You know, I've been okay, <laughs> living here uh, full yeah. time, and yeah, yeah, I think working, anyone that's yeah. I think anyone that's known you long enough and actually skiing, seen you ski long yeah. enough, no, re real, realizes that. I'm, but I'm sure that there are a number of people that read a little bit deeper into political situations, uh, probably. You know, probably say, okay, all right, this is this is something a little different. Yeah, okay, out of nowhere. But again, it wasn't just because I wanted to switch federations. That's the only way for me to keep competing in any events. Like I have my brother here staying with me, and now not only uh, Belarusians and Russians athletes cannot compete. Uh, now, even in Class C tournament, if it's organized with an R, uh, IWWF said that if you organize C within the R event. Uh, the whole sanction will be decreased. So a lot of kids cannot even compete in Class C because you have to organize a separate event, which is, I feel like, huge disappointment because a lot of people don't support the regime and they support Ukrainians and donate and do all the work, but there is no way out. There is no, like, for all the kids, they cannot make sc uh, post scores and get into college. It's like, yeah. it's going to be a huge generational gap. Indeed, indeed. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned the IWWF because, I mean, a few months ago, I think, I think a little over a month ago, they said that that even though they they acknowledged the decision that the IOC made that any that any Belarusian and Russian athletes, should they want to complete, can do under the white flag of the IOC, the IWWF has gone the other way. Exactly. Yeah, I mean... And the original decision of banning everybody took... 24 hours mm -hmm. because they were they said that they are relying on the olympic committee decision but when the olympic committee decision is switched the other way it took few months to get them even to acknowledge it and have a meeting which is very disappointing and it's it's kind of sad because our sport is not big and um if you're cutting out so many kids and like just opportunities for others to like improve or show some score and like just keep keep sport going i don't think it helps anybody you know like that's not productive help no exactly and like i understand from banning skiing at like worlds or title events when um because i don't know if people know like belarusians and russians get paid by the government if you're at certain level yeah and i understand if um you don't want to support the government and if like if you have some sort of contract and getting paid you're not allowed to ski i totally understand that and i support it but if you're a kid and you're trying to just do fun tournaments fun round like anything yeah. and you're not supporting the regime why why you cannot ski yeah it's just it just absolutely and there is no way out except switching to other federation but the rules are you have to be like a resident of other country for five years which is ridiculous so like my brother, he's gonna he already missed under seventeen worlds, he's gonna miss under twenty one worlds, he's gonna apply to college in one year. And as of now he has no scores because he's not allowed to ski <laughs> ever. Like and that's just only one story. Like how many other kids and like how discouraging it for the whole ski schools and like that's, I mean, this is disappointing. This is going to have a detrimental long-term effect upon Belarusian skiing. I mean, no matter how how this conflict shapes up, right? Exactly, and not and I'm not saying like not only Belarusian, Russian. Like that's like in general, you have uh, 
we actually have a decent school and like kids are relatively strong so they pushing the other um kids so like the scores get bigger and stuff right but now you mm -hmm. have huge huge group of kids who are especially in jump actually yeah. girls jump is actually decent and all the juniors now the standards go lower and now you're gonna have even bigger gap which is yeah, yeah. disappointing it is disappointing, and I certainly hope that it uh, resolves itself for the best. But let's see if we can just turn it over towards something a little bit more <laughs> lighthearted. And no, I no, I mean, I mean, I mean, if I went a little bit blunt there with the first first no, question no, uh, at, at the start, I do apologise. But uh, your skin uh, so far, I mean, you you. Uh, you won the King of Darkness. Of, no, I got second. You got second in the King of Darkness event behind Regina. Correct. I mean, how how was how was how was that experience for you? I mean, it's essentially your home. Your, yes, your home away it, from is, home. it is my home site. Yes, um, it's actually I wasn't that disappointed because the set I did there was pretty good and I learned something. So, yeah, I think it was overall great, great tournament, really great turnout, and um, whatever I did in the water was still pretty great like all the jumps above 173 so and i missed the last one a little bit but i mean regina posted a good score and um i know i've been skiing well i just didn't line up that set so it's fine what was it like skiing in that direction at uh, at uh, the isles of lake hancock because normally the ramp is placed at the the opposite direction mm -hmm. towards uh what 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 direction is that so we have north south winds. north and south so, yeah. yeah so king of darkness ran north and the other way south but com actually coming away from the winter we do get north north wind permanently so it's good i mean it's really yeah. nice side it's yeah because awesome. the shore was like coming up to you as you go further and further <laughs> down and that must be a weird weird feeling um i mean by the time you're in air that's the least least of your problems exactly yeah the the main concern is to get on the ramp and like make everything perfect lining up to the ramp whenever you land is it's not the main focus it's more of like release okay now pristine conditions there obviously i mean about as good as they can get at king of darkness masters Oof. not so much <laughs> not so much yeah i mean masters uh yeah every year it's different um this year it was a little bit windy not a little bit, a lot windy in the prelims. So I'm really glad the judges gave us a chance and like waited longer. So that that was really nice change. Um, yeah, I mean, you gotta what do what it, you gotta do. So. What was it like to drop down and stay dropped down for close to a minute for each jump? Um, I they have been doing it for the last three years, I believe. So it's it's. It's well, expected. under the assumption that the ramp wasn't placed in the opposite direction yeah. to where it was, exactly. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, yeah. if the ramp was in the opposite direction, you go off the dock and you just make the slight yeah. turn and go around, and then you, then you straight in. Yeah, I mean, masters is more of, I would like kind of wild card. You, you get what you get, and nothing you can do. Just get your game plan on and do what you can do. Okay, uh, you. In the Masters, you came up in second spot, didn't you, Correct. behind uh, Anna over yes. Let's examine that a little bit because you're from the Min you're from the Minsk area of Belarus, yes. and she is from Novopolotsk. You know, there's obviously that little bit of rivalry there between the two of you. I mean, that's been going on for for quite a while now. So, I mean, so I mean, tell tell us a little bit about that. I mean, how that how that how that kind of uh, situation arose. Um, I mean. We just 
kind of she's a couple years older so we've been competing against each other at many events and again as a part of Belarusian team traveling together so just came together a lot and obviously you compete with strongest around so we kind of stuck together and yeah okie dokie okay okay you kept that very short and uh, very much to the <laughs> point um I'm, I'm sure there's something there but we'll never know I guess but no I mean like we just ski together and like obviously like we went to school together so and you ski and yeah pushing each other and trying to see who's gonna now school is University of Louisiana at Monroe, Monroe yes correct. Monroe okay so uh, so I mean coming back here in Louisiana must give you uh, kind of fond memories you know I mean you came down to the site yes. to practice and jumps there and then the collegiate nationals when they when they came into town I mean that that's just an experience that's just unmatched really yeah no I definitely recommend if you can go to experience collegiate skiing definitely do it. it's nothing you can ever replicate ever so yeah, it's it's different type of tournament pressure, bonding, like it it's it's awesome. All right then. There's been there's been a lot a uh, lot going on within within tournament water skiing. Uh I mean I mean there there's the rise in overall competitions uh, that are, that has come about with the world overall uh, tour. Uh will you get to enough of those events to make an impact uh, this season or or are you looking to just try and stay home and just try and work on being able to be fit enough to defend your world overall title? Um, as of now, I'm trying to go to the all the stops, all the overall stops. Um, I'm waiting on my visa to go to Europe, so if I get it, I'm going to all four stops, yeah. How frustrating is that to wait on paperwork? I mean... You've been I've doing been, it for I've like three it, years. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for a long time, so again, nothing you can do. Prepare and wait, so... It is what it is. Okay. Jumping. Uh, obviously, you've, you've been fairly consistent this season. You mean you've been, been landing jumps over 50 meters, 51, 51 meters, the majority of cases in the Masters and the uh, and the King of Darkness. And you're probably, and, and for all intents and purposes, you're probably going to do, do, the, do the same more or less here. You know, how much left do you have in the tank? You know, because it's it, it's one thing to jump 50, 51, 50, maybe touch 52 meters and keep it consistent, but it's then pushing it over 180 feet and going 55, 56. What's there left to do? Um, I mean, there's definitely a lot left. I feel like my average is definitely up. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm getting close and I definitely feel like I will have a couple of 180s this season. All right, then. I mean, you're obviously concentrating a lot on jump. I mean, we touched upon overall, but uh, but what what is your, what is a typical day for you? I mean, we, I mean, you get up, you go to the lake and do your stuff, and then, uh, I mean, because you must have some kind of existence beyond what you do on the water, right? Um, I mean, depends on the season, like what's, like... Are interested in like how many times I ski or like my routine? So yeah, more or less your routine. Yes. Okay, so like definitely in the morning, trying to depending on the weather and schedule of other people, because I ski with a uh, Cole Grant at Matt's Ski School mm-hmm. um, and Scott Ellis. Uh, depending on their schedules, trying to fit in. Um, I usually jump first and then head out to Matt's and I Solomon trick there. So and then come back and pull my brother and do other stuff. Yeah, that must be a bit of a be a bit of a commute there between between Winter Garden and uh, and, and his place in Lake County. I mean, how how long is that each uh, way? It's not too bad. It's thirty five minutes each way. So 
yeah. It's it's not it's not bad. Yeah, you gotta love the turnpike, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing. I just listen to audiobooks, and thirty-five minutes is you get used to it. Or you could listen to this podcast or Absolutely. any of the any 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 of any of the others. So, uh, world overall champion. World overall champion, uh, you won that uh, in 2021. You know, uh, I mean, your your reaction on the dock afterwards was one of just like sheer delight. I remember that on the webcast and the the world the 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 overall championship. Reflected upon it two years since. I mean, how how have you had an awful lot to reflect upon that, uh, or are you just are you just trying to reset again and look at look for for a defense? Uh, I mean, again, I even then every tournament I don't compete against anybody. I compete against myself. I have my goals and like personal scores. So uh, going into overall there, I had goals and like game plan. So I was doing that and everything lined up. So I won. So I'm going to do the same thing this year. Just focus on what I can do, what I can control and hopefully it lines up. Yep, control the things you can and exactly. don't, don't sweat the stuff you can't. Exactly. All right then. So, and uh, you have a great support system. I mean, I yes. mean, they can't. Uh, no, no doubt about that. I mean, you've got the Garcias, you know, yes. Taylor Garcia, obviously. I mean, tell tell us a little bit about that and how that kind of you know you know how that's kind of evolved. You know, I mean, because you. Yeah, I think you first met Taylor Garcia at school, right? Uh, no, we met skiing with Scott. Uh, we we have the same jump coach, so we met before Worlds in Peru, under seventeen Worlds in Peru. So we met there. Okay, okay. And so you, so you met there, and then then it just kind of just yeah, I just mean, snowballed from there. No, I mean we talked a little bit, but then the year after we kind of started. Yeah. I get you. I get you. But then, uh, uh, but then, when it when it came time to doing all the paperwork and all of the stuff that that's re- that that's related to uh, uh, changing in nationality, changing in status, yes. that kind of thing, uh, you you, cer- you certainly had to take on. You certainly had to get the support of of people who knew what they were doing. In yeah, that, in absolutely. That and yeah, they they've been a huge help uh, finding the right people, supporting me, and like just navigating and doing huge part of it yeah all right then uh la night jam uh we're recording this on the afternoon of june the 9th Uh, la night jam is june june the 10th you know does does it kind of scare you a little bit to 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 ski in the dark or or have you gotten accustomed to it having skied at moonbrew and king of darkness and the like no i feel like I wouldn't say got accustomed, but I do enjoy it because it feels faster. You feel more adrenaline. It, it's definitely more enjoyable, and that's what I like about jumping. It's always, um, it's always a rush. So, and I, LNHM always has great crowds. So hopefully we'll see a lot of people that will cheer, and that definitely adds to it. So hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun and. It should be. It should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, the, I mean, I put this one on one of my top tournaments uh, throughout the season. But uh, uh, aside from what we've already discussed, uh, what what thing frustrates you about this sport? Mm, I don't know. Oh, frustrates. It's hard to tell because I feel like again, control what you can, 
So don't sweat the don't, exactly. don't sweat the minutia, I guess. Exactly. Um I mean to what extent? Like day to day stuff or in global or just just in general. Just in general. Do you feel that that there are things that that the 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 people in power should do more or do you feel that sometimes that when whenever you go out in the water i mean i mean it's the difference between the physical and the uh, and and the and the and the other stuff that could potentially frustrate you down the line you know um i mean whatever i can do i do um in general Again, coming back to the ban, that's that's pretty disappointing that skiers don't really have a voice or opinion, like, or some kind of... There is a huge gap between the governing body and the skiers. Um, and that's kind of frustrating that I don't see how it can get closer, or at least... At least at the at, moment. At least a little bit more rational, or, like, if there is... It's very, it's very sad because... They say one thing to your face and then do another thing. <laughs> so I mean, but again, it's not only in skiing; it's it's everywhere. So control what you can and stuff that that are on the water. I feel like most frustrating thing probably weather. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like if yeah, it's rain or yeah. shine, but we gotta do what you gotta do, and yeah, just focus on what you can control. Let the chips fall as they may. Mm-hmm. All right then. Uh, before we wrap up this podcast, any 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 thanks you want to send to people? Oh, yes, absolutely. So to my family, um, to all my coaches and everybody who is listening, thank you for supporting the sport and uh, making even small differences. That that's adapts. All right then. That was the TWBC podcast with Sasha Daniel Sky. Well, thank you very much uh, for being a participant. Wishing you the best of luck at LA Night Jam. It's going to be on June the tenth. Uh, this was recorded on June the 9th. But until the next episode, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.